This episode of the Good Ship Brothership is brought to you by Yeti Tongue Insulators. Keep your tongue warm or cold for up to 40 hours using the patented Thermatongue technology. To learn more about the Yeti Tongue Insulators, go to www.yeti.gov and enter code BROTHERSHIP to get $17 off your tongue insulator today. Okay, well, here we are once again. My studio is starting to look, my old studio in my parents' house, is it's starting to look very packed up in here. Well, half packed, maybe. Half packed. There's, uh, still have a couple effects, but we're surrounded by uh, boxes and different things, and it's kind there's of... There's literally one box in here. No. Yeah. There's one behind you. Okay, there's two boxes. Well, there's yeah, two... but that big speaker is kind of a box shape. But it, it is very weird to be thinking about leaving this space in which all of our episodes have been recorded. I've made a lot of music. The last one. I've, true. I've written, uh, I've written books in here and just done a lot of creative, really fun stuff in here over the years. So this is going to be one of our last episodes from here probably. And I... then we will be moving to new soundscapes in my house in Stratford. At the same time, though, I think that the prevailing feeling I have isn't, like, uh, sadness or nostalgia over necessarily leaving this room. Although there's a little bit of that. But it's more, like, happiness that the brothership goes with us to, oh, like, yeah. newer, warmer climbs. It know? certainly does. Like, that's that's my prevailing thing is it's it doesn't really matter where we do the show. What no. matters is that we're doing the show. Yeah. Um... But, you know, this this room specifically, like, I just, I don't know, I'm just so familiar with every every inch of it. Uh-huh, for sure. Over the last number of years that I was lucky enough to be able to have it as my own. Anyway, um, enough, uh, enough talk of things like this. Um, I have a suggestion, Jason. Yes. If it is still available for our next, one of our next uh, episodes. I'm going to pitch it to is you Is that right Matt now. Damon China movie still on here? The Great Wall? It is, but we're not doing that. Um, let's just see. I Yep, there it is. So I came across this movie a little while ago. It's called Prospect, and it is a uh, very short. It's 90, 99 minutes. Um, it is a very, very cool independent sci-fi movie. Uh, very very low budget very craftily made and yeah i it's it's uh it's just a unique movie and i think it would be very cool if we talked about this movie i've been i've turned a couple people on to it like at work and stuff and they've watched it and been kind of blown away by it as i was let's do uh, it just uh seeing it so yeah Prospect guys, if you want to be in on the convo, uh, feel free to to give it a watch. I, it'll be on all Netflix platforms, Canada, US, <coughs> whatever, because it is a Netflix produced movie. Okay, so I don't know. Do you have anything to add? We just we just spoke about what we were listening to. Uh, so I want. I like I like adding. I like when we do two episodes at a time as we usually record and one of them we talk about what we've been playing and enjoying and then I like to share an anecdote in the other one that's completely off topic. I quite enjoy that. Um, Here, 
No, go ahead. Go ahead. And then I'll say my thing. I was going to share my my anecdote, which is that today was a uh, really good day for me because I finished an assignment in school like a week before I had to kind of thing. And we're soldering. I'm soldered this whole board together over the entire semester. I made a power supply out of like individual resistors and diodes and capacitors and stuff like that. It's pretty cool, actually. Um, And I finished it ahead of time. So now next week... Instead of coming into school at 12 and leaving at 6, which is already kind of cushy, um, I can come in at 3.30 instead of 6. So that's fantastic. When, are, Aug- when do you go into school tomorrow? 8 a.m. Okay. So, well, so actually, no. Usually I am starting by like 7.45 because the teacher gets there early. Yeah. So you still have an early day tomorrow. I try to get to school by like 7.30 a.m. Yeah. at the latest because yeah. i got to get my tools ready and stuff. Yep. Yeah. Um, but augmenting that, Finally, after this entire time, the bus stop is gone. The temporary bus stop is gone. That was out front of my building. Mm-hmm. So for the entire time I've gone to school so far, they had a temporary bus station there that took up like about a quarter of the parking lot. Um, yeah, it was, I mean, the parking lot's small-ish, but it'd be like 150 spaces probably it took up. I think really? that's what the coordinator said, something like that. 100 and change. So that's part of why parking was so uh, sparse that's ludicrous. So I got to school today at like 11.30, and usually at that point you have to like troll around and try and find like the one or two spaces open from somebody who left to get lunch or something. Yeah. Got there today, there's like a hundred spaces open. Holy I almost crapped my cow. pants. It's amazing. So I was just like... You instant, could, you could instant, probably get out now and crap in the parking lot. And no one would care. And nobody would care. Because yeah. like, you, whatever, you'll just yeah, park next to it. because the GRT has been crapping in that parking lot ever since school started. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know. That put me in a, those two things put me in a fantastic mood today. That's excellent. So I probably won't have to worry about parking again for a long time. I also had an epiphany today. It is the nineteenth of November. Remember, remember the nineteenth yes. of November. We are very rapidly approaching our classic albums of the year. Yes, episode. Our lauded. This will be yes. the fourth time we've done it. Can you believe that, dude? dude when we started, bro. <laughs> when we started this show, I was your age. Whoa. Isn't that wild? You're a little bit older than me, but but close. How was I older than you? Well, because you're like four and a half years older than me, and it was No, wait. We started the show 3 years ago. You are older than me. Next year, when we in, record in our a, top album, in a year and I a half. will have been your age. In a year and a half, <laughs> I will be the age that you were when we started this show. Bro, that's mind-blowing. <laughs> Can you believe that? No. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're so brutal. We're oh. terrible. No, it's, our, it it's is, the fourth time we've done it, but it's, it's three years. It's crazy to think, like, all the... Dude, all the new music that we've listened to for this show all the artists we've just like bahamas or nick cave and the bad seeds i never really bonnie bear even even uh my david bowie fixation who is now like one of my favorite artists of all time really Mm -hmm. did start with a show leonard cohen my leonard cohen uh obsession was really rekindled by this show and uh a lot of other really good Alex Cameron. Alex Cameron, came along yeah. during the very that was the first episode of the show was the albums of twenty sixteen. And that was you. Like I found Alex Cameron. I found this man named Alex the, Cameron. And I don't think it won or anything, but that was it, that, it I was think just it like, may have been in my top maybe. several. <laughs> but that 
that was just like uh, the very be- the beginnings of a beautiful friendship. With yeah, Alex Cameron, very maybe. very beautiful friendship. Um, and that, and that kind of ties nicely into our discussion today because we will be talking about uh, an album that was just released not too long ago. And speaking of which, let's uh, let's roll right on through into this. Okay, here's the thing that blows me away though. So we've been doing the podcast for like around three years, almost three years. Okay. But we were thinking about doing it for a long time beforehand. We had the whole playing pool idea, which I still kind of, pardon me, still likes the idea of that. But I'm like, were we 12 when we were thinking of this? Because I seem to recall that we thought about doing this for at least like a year, if not much longer. I'd say say at least two years because we sat down and I remember we wrote up with all the different topics and stuff. A bunch of different topics and the initial idea was that we were going to be playing pool while we talked about because this is in our big pool phase when we played pool all the time hold on you're aboard the good ship brothership it is the only arts podcast that covers film music gaming literature and open-toed footwear i love i love a good burke flip-flops are okay I hate okay, Birkenstocks, okay. actually. Here's the question. Is it a flip-flop if it doesn't have the toe splitter? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. What What else would you call um, them? Some people call them sandals. That's not a sandal. A sandal sandal has to have a strap around a the back. A sandal's right? like a... Yeah. Like, some people call them sliders, but I think that might that's be more a t- of a European That's a type term. of small burger. Yes. I don't want to wear food on my feet, ma'am. Yeah, I mean, I agree that they're flip-flops too, but we had this argument with somebody a while ago. I forget I, who it I was. I seem to recall that, but we that's had an just... argument with somebody a long That's time complete ago lunacy. Where they're like, to be flip-flops, they must have a toe splitter. Now that you got that hole in your jeans, boomer. De- not boomer. boomer. That, millennial. I hate those now okay got, boomer I, memes. I know, it's so stupid. But now that you got the those holes in your jeans, do they cease to become jeans because there is less material there? Are they something completely different that we need a new name for? No, they're still well, just... But eventually, just, if you remove enough, they become jorts. Daisy Dukes. Those are Daisy Dukes. Jorts is also a thing. Yeah, well... Jean shorts. My mind's just with Daisy Dukes. Um, today Jason, we're reviewing what are Daisy we, Dukes. <laughs> what, are we, what are we reviewing today? Today we are reviewing the relatively new Bony Bear album, came out in August, I think, called I, I, which is how it's supposed to be pronounced. Really? Really. Uh, it's really? Lower, yes, it's lowercase i, then the comma symbol, space, lowercase i. But it, apparently there's it's, no space. Is there? Oh, maybe there's not a space. There's no space, I but, guarantee you. But no it is pronounced I, I. That's stupid it is that's stupid. that's one of my one of my qualms i'm like just it's, just yeah. title it, it something for heaven's sake comes after his album 22 comma a million <laughs> yeah like after his breakout album uh for emma comma forever, forever ago, ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so it's a uh when, when was this released Let, oh august i believe uh, yeah grant doesn't even have the wikipedia page holy open moses luckily so, it's very quick to type a in. little bit of background for my relationship with Boney Vare. I started listening to the artist, I think in 2016, which was when 22 A Million was put out, or maybe that was 2017. I'm sure you can find that somewhere. Uh, 2016, yeah. Um, when Grant and I did our albums of the year for 2016, I just found it in a list and started listening to it. And I was really taken with it. It didn't earn my album of the year spot or anything because it was a little bit too out there and soundscapey to be my favorite album. 
but I had a really good ride with it. I go back to it somewhat often, 22 a million. You do, yeah. I do, yeah. And it's it's just <laughs> You a, do, yeah. I do, yeah. We really just agreed a lot. <laughs> We're but brothers. It's a wonderful album for me when I am focused on work, not as background music. That almost sounds like a derisive thing to say. But it really like pushes me through my workflow. If I'm like editing photos for an hour and I just put that album on, um, well, some of, some of the great mixing I've heard in recent years and production quality of an album and really cool melding of analog and digital instruments. I will say too that the for the background music thing, Bonnie Vare is like maybe his hallmark or something. Especially recently, is definitely in soundscapes yeah more in kind of an not more more in an ambient direction Mm -hmm. and and ambience i don't know for people who aren't really in the musical sphere well what is ambience whatever ambience is just setting a general mood or making you know a general kind of image happening just out of sound so oftentimes i mean you think of something you know like the right of rites of spring or like classical music that does that mm-hmm. but it's not you know it's, with less musical structure with less musical structure it's it's like the abstract painting of the musical world yeah, so exactly you'll just have this kind of swirling moving wash of of synths and you know y- y- your chord progressions are maybe a lot more obscured Mm-hmm. Uh, and melody is maybe not at the forefront. You almost Neither certainly is, do not have verse, chorus, verse, chorus, or, or any sort of like tempo, right? Although I think most of this album actually does have tempo. Well, it's just yeah, I'm there's just, just less percussion. That's what jo- Johnny Bear. That's what Bonnie Bear deals in, and that's yeah. why it serves well as background music. I also want to uh, precurse. Is that a word? I guess. Uh, this discussion by saying I dropped in at 22 a million. I don't know why. I've wanted to go back and listen to his previous two albums like for the last three years and I never yeah. have. But, well, that's a lie. I listened to For, for Emma Forever Ago a little bit and it's much more traditional than yes. these albums. And Supposed what, to be an amazing album. What Bonnie Iver has said is that I, I being his fourth album, it rounded out Seasons. So he yes. said that each one of his albums he wants, or they want, I guess it's a band, I guess I should say. Um, they want to feel like a season with this being winter. And, uh, no, uh, or, this is this is autumn. This is fall, right, yeah. And uh, I, or for, for Emma, forever ago, winter. Winter. And then his second album, I can't remember what it's called. Me neither. Is spring, uh, 22 a million is summer, and then this is, right. is autumn. So right. not really going in the traditional um, um, order order but i just want to say that i am lacking some context even but, though i'm familiar with the artist but i kind of buy it because bonnie ver literally means good winter mm-hmm. in uh french and the uh his first album he wrote at or his first commercially successful album he wrote out after a really tough breakup yeah he holed himself up in like a cabin for pretty much an entire winter and came up with a bunch of the demos that would become the songs on that album. That are way more folky, traditionally. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, I'm not completely versed in Bon Iver, but I'm also kind of familiar. But 22 he's... A Million never became an iconic album in my life, but I've really enjoyed it and I've gone back to it over the years you've, a lot. You've gone back to it Yeah, quite a bit. definitely. But he, he, Bon Iver is definitely, and Justin, Justin Vernon, I believe is his name, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, 
he is definitely one of the gods of indie music. Oh, he's, for sure. He's way up there with the National or Mumford and Sons or uh, uh, who are the Montreal people who uh, made Arcade Fire. Yes, Arcade Fire. He he's right up there in like the pantheon with those people in terms of oh for sure in terms of like the real rock stars of folk indie not folk indie music if you if you own boat shoes chances are you've heard of bonnie bear yeah exactly so i'll just uh read the little wikipedia thing and then we'll decide who's gonna kind of lead this discussion yeah uh okay this is i hate this i come i style is this i come i and pronounced as i come i yeah is the fourth studio album by american indie folk band bonnie bear it was released track by track per hour which is super cool i don't like that phrase though track by track per hour uh on august 8th 2019 so it was back in august Mm -hmm. the intro only being available on the bonnie ver fan subreddit until august 9th when the album was released properly on all services with a physical release to follow on august 30th interesting that they waited a couple weeks yeah that's happened with a couple bands now Mm -hmm. the album was preceded by the singles hey ma and you man like well just man like you uh and the tracks Faith and Gelmore were released along the album pre-order. I, I features contributions from James James Blake, Aaron Desner. Oh. Did you notice that before? No. Uh, Bruce Hornsby, Moses Sumley, and Chani Lene? Lene? Sure. Lene? Among others. So... Who who should lead this one? You, uh, I can I, I can ask you questions about it, and we can have yeah. a broader discussion about sure. it. Sure, yeah. So sure. I want to start on the top level and work our way down to the minutia a bit, because this is my central um, quandary with this album. Even though I do enjoy it, what is this album about? Um, I don't know much of the lyrics, so I don't know. <laughs> Next. I I have a note here, um, I need to, to pull up my notes, that sums up my key frustration with this album, even though I have really enjoyed it, and it says, what is this about, what does it mean, either I'm stupid or Justin is crazy, but either way, I'm losing my patience. <laughs> What what are the what are the main like lyrical narratives in the songs? Um, I haven't delved into the lyrics a lot myself. I searched around to find other people's theories, and there just aren't that many. I thought this would be an album that people have really pulled apart and dissected, and I'm sure because they perhaps, did for twenty two a million, did they not? Yeah, and I'm sure to some extent it's just that I haven't found the right parts of the internet, such as the Bonnie Bear subreddit. But I don't know. There comes a point when. The song titles are obtuse, like You, Man, Like. The album title I don't really understand. And don't get me wrong, I've only listened to this album a handful of times. Probably less than a half a dozen times all the way through. Yep. There's a good chance I will come to understand it better. And 22 A Million was an album that grew on me over months. For for me, this album wasn't really something... It it's, hasn't struck me as something I need to understand or suss out a meaning or whatever. It's... I think it, from how I was struck by it, it really does just seem more or less like a collection of songs. And the and the song names, like let me pull these up here, which are really I'm like how how do you how do Bonnie Bear fans talk about this stuff amongst yeah, themselves? I don't know. Um, because the the track list goes 
Track track one is Yi. That's Y I. Kanye then, would be proud. Yeah, and then the second track is a lowercase I and uppercase M and a lowercase I again. Track Wait. three is We. Track four is Holly Fields, comma. Holy Fields? Holy Fields, sorry. Yeah, Holy Fields, comma. Track five is Hey Ma. Track six is You Man Like. Then we got one named Naeem, Jelmore, Faith, Marion, Salem, Shadia. Capital R A B in a lowercase rabbi lowercase I. So this this makes me wonder. Like it, the songs have very religious sounding. I mean, we have faith. We have Salem. Yep. Could be biblical. Could be the city in Oregon. <laughs> yeah, Oregon, where they tried witches. Yeah. I don't. Um, but it, it. I mean, the for me, it's like these titles more or less just seem to be arbitrary it's like um josh scoggin of the band 68 who i love he wished he could just never name he wished, any of his yeah songs. he he has said in interviews that he doesn't think that songs need titles and this stuff and his titles are just arbitrary i think that's stupid and yet some of his his some of his song titles are totally awesome when they did like the regret not your first love speak in tongues in cheek yeah was, like his his song awesome. he, he's good at titling songs yeah. i don't i don't really understand i mean i don't know some some people are just some people just have a different uh, opinion of, of these things, I suppose, and that's what makes art kind of interesting. But, yeah, I mean... I guess, so, from a broad view, did you enjoy this album, what you listened to? Um, the first four, the first four tracks is nine minutes, and I, for that nine minutes, I was just kind of waiting... Mm-hmm. For something, anything, it's very, I, uh, very ethereal. I understand this whole Brian Eno kind of thing, and mm-hmm. you know that I appreciate the B side of Heroes by David Bowie, which is all um, more or less ambient instrumental, much, much music. darker and heavier than this, but the yeah, same idea, but the same kind of concept. I find it really weird that you'd open an album with nine minutes of just mm-hmm. kind of droning, noodly fiddling with synth knobs and guitar pedals kind of music and there is there are some lyrics but not a whole lot of structure to speak of it's a classic bonnie phrases and stuff yeah and and his vocals are very buried Mm -hmm. in the mix there's loads of reverb thrown on them so it sounds like he's in singing in a bathroom all the time um but from from hey ma Mm. hey ma track five onward the the songs snap somewhat more into focus and hooks and rhythms tempos more traditional song structures mm-hmm. start to emerge and uh, I thought that they really uh, shone I, I I thought Hey Ma had a wonderful hook mm-hmm. a really great chorus uh, you know a beautiful melody very soulfully sung um, Naim. Uh, is incredibly incredibly soulful and lush and he ditches Bonnie Vera for those of you who don't know sings almost exclusively in falsetto which is that kind yeah. of very like very high pitch breathy airy kind of sound and that's really that really is his signature vocal tone but he sings I think Forever Forever Ago is a lot less of yeah. that but in his uh, digital era it's yeah. a lot of that but then in Na- Naeem, or whatever you call it, um, he returns to... And his voice is really awesome. He mm-hmm. he seem, he strikes me, especially on this album, as being 
a really masterful vocalist who has a great voice and a cool range and um and uh and just great control over the textures of his voice and i would say that's not even limited to his actual performance but i love and this is nothing new with bonnie bear it's a classic i love how he manipulates the human voice into being an instrument and i mean of course just one person singing a cappella, the voice acts as an instrument but he bends and sh- and shifts uh tones and pitches and stuff like that yeah but not in a gimmicky way. I think it sounds really beautiful. And well, uh, I think 22 A Million focused on that a bit more and a bit more successfully with that sound that's very... It was like a digital choral sort of sound, but yeah. just with one vocalist. It would be it would be gimmicky if the entire album wasn't doing it too. Right. If all of that instrumentation wasn't doing it as well. Mm-hmm. If you're just a typical band and you just drop that on like one or two tracks... Mm-hmm. Then that's when it's kind of a gimmick. Um, uh, Jalmore, uh, the eighth track after directly after Naeem, definitely slows the roll of the second half of this album down quite a bit with just kind of disjointed synth uh, chords and uh, just kind of it's just kind of a limp sort of track at two and a half minutes. Mm-hmm. It just kind of feels like a, a, a something that could have been pruned out of there maybe. Um, but Faith picks right back up with like an actual strumming acoustic guitar and an actual tempo, which the first four tracks of this album obviously lacked, and uh, and and just beautiful pins and needles choir vocal arrangements. And I don't know what Aaron Dessner is uh, responsible for on this album, but when you got one of the National guys, he's one of the twins from the National. Um, you know, you know that you're gonna get something, something beautiful and something wonderful. Um, I, I would definitely describe the album overall as, you know, if if Coldplay earlier, good Coldplay had you know a love child with Bahamas, and then you just took that kid and just gave him a head full of LSD. That's fair. Yeah. Now, how did you feel about the use of? You mentioned acoustic guitar. There's also actually quite a bit of plain piano thrown in without oh any without any effects yeah. or um, trickery. But know? that is one of the best recordings I've ever heard of a piano. I think it's on You Man Like. There's piano, yeah. there, It's on several tracks, but that's one of the dominant tracks. And I found, as much as I talk about how I love Bonnie Vare's digital sort of sound and that whole making one voice into a digital choral type of deal i find that hearing the conventional instruments was like really a breath of fresh air and it's grounding uh, yeah grounding and very like very refreshing to hear when you're listening did you to not it. think though did you not stop and go my goodness i have not heard a piano sound that good like uh from a pure audio recording standpoint in like some time i I mean it's astounding for sure that the recording of every bit of piano that's on this album is so rich Mm. with this album this is gonna i'm gonna lose my connection with most of the listeners but you'll get what i mean it reminds me of how you have some games video games that they're good games in every way 
but the real triumph, the standout, the reason that you play it is because they have incredible graphics. And, yeah. <laughs> and the gameplay and the story and stuff like that, it's not that they're bad. They're still good, right? But the reason that everybody plays it, the reason everybody talks about it is because it's just gorgeous. That's how I feel about this album with the production. The pacing is good. The music is good. It's by all means, it's good. But what I will be left talking about and thinking about is the production, both in terms of mixing and mastering and also the actual use of these uh, digital and or manipulated instruments. I, I would agree, but I also did find there to be, especially on tracks like Hey Ma and Naeem, I think was would be maybe my, my high watermark. That's An fair. incredible amount of soul in this album as well, and some really impassioned performances from... Justin on mm-hmm. on vocals and that sort of thing. And the, you know, he has really created his own color palette and it's one that is incredibly vibrant, very mm-hmm. crazy and uh kind of exciting when it's done correctly. I really think that this album is a good it would probably be a good starting point for Bonnie Vera obvi- honestly because it's got some of that traditional songwriting. It's got some of his wild instrument or instrumental ambient mm-hmm. kind of noise in there. But when it's done tastefully with a tasteful blending of the two, I think that that's really something kind of special. And I, I think it's really cool. The thing I really miss from this album so far, and these are pretty preliminary thoughts for me because Bonnie Bear albums, or in the past, especially the one I've, I've really enjoyed a lot, grow on me over time. Yeah. What I really miss is this album seems to have an absence of a lot of space, especially once you get into the good tracks. The early tracks have that really airy quality where there's lots of dead space in the songs, but then an once e- you get into an the, ebb and flow, yeah, which is good. But then once you get into the good songs, which I enjoy, I found that did dissipate. And one of the things I liked best about Twenty Two A Million is that it was really peaks and troughs in a really good way where you have these massive climactic flourishes and then it would kind of die away into this really low slow kind of meditative uh, almost yeah before the next thing i do miss that a bit and initial impressions i would say i like 22 a million more but these are subversive albums that tend to grow on me so i would not be surprised if when we do our album of the year i come waltzing back in here singing a different tune about how much i love this album i mean yeah, it's it's a tough album to consider objectively mm-hmm. as you would a traditional album um just because of the sonic properties of it, you know? Mm-hmm. But I don't know, like I and again, I the lyrics are really hard to understand. Yeah. Especially when he's singing in that high Mm-hmm. falsetto and his vocals are really buried and there's tons of reverb thrown on them and I think he he is probably one of those guys now who would say you know like uh, Matt Berninger from the National says that oh the lyrics are almost irrelevant what I'm actually seeing is almost irrelevant which is absurd um, but, and he's uh, one of the great writers of our and time he's a great he, yeah he's a fantastic <laughs> writer and more recently his vocals have been like very front and center yeah in songs but um yeah it yeah it's hard to it's hard to judge as a collection of songs i see what you're saying is mm-hmm. his albums are more or less of a whole yeah but i would encourage anyone who likes to be 
who likes to try new music, if you haven't listened to Bon Iver before, especially if you like to be pushed outside of your musical comfort zone a bit, like this is not T-Swift. Yeah. Um, put this on, especially when you have something to do that will occupy your hands but not your mind that will last the duration of the album. Yeah. Please don't listen to just a couple tracks and don't skip around. Um and I would say don't even worry about like forcing yourself to just sit and listen to this and don't do anything else. Yeah. Do something and listen to this album in its entirety and I think you will come away intrigued at worst. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I but I think it's a good album and and I really think that there are songs on it with enough soul and enough of a catchy hook that most people would be drawn in. Yeah, I think. I it think. sounds, it's not very, like the the B-side of Heroes is a good example. It's really dark. It's a lot of minor stuff. It's a lot of stuff that arguably... Minor stuff in terms of key. Yes, yeah. yeah. In that it doesn't sound very good at the time in some ways. You know, it's difficult. Um, th- there are, are a lot of minor components to this album too, but a lot of it does sound lush and pleasant. And really uh, sonically saturated, and I think that's just pleasing to anybody. And a like an unbelievable layering of sound as well. Yeah. Also, like, if you're just, which I really admire. If you're just interested in the production of music, this album is a great example of production well done. I'd say, just to return to negatives briefly, I think probably my only other quibble, my major gripe with this album, mm-hmm. apart from the fact that the first four tracks honestly i think could just be booted entirely um and it would be a much better nine track album or a 10 track album um was that they this album has the classic issue of ending on the wrong song Mm. the second to last track shadaya (laughs) it's s-h apostrophe d-i-a-h that that second to last song has such a beautiful, wonderful climax. I think that's supposed to be pronounced sh apostrophe dia. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, it has such a such an immense orchestral kind of climax mm-hmm. that trails off so beautifully. I just wanted the album to be over. Now the the last track, I'm just gonna call it Rabbi, um, is also really great. It's but it a, it's doesn't also feel a good like a song, but it doesn't really feel like a closer. It feels like it should have been somewhere up here in the middle. And this is definitely this album definitely had a lot of thought, I guess, put into the uh, track list would be my assumption. Certainly. Although I, it's really weird though that you'd lead with four really floaty songs and then be like, okay, let's get into the you know. Rest assured, I'll be doing more research into the meaning of this album and the layout and regardless of where it lands in our album of the year discussion i want to talk more about it yeah did you have do you have anything else you'd like to add um no not really it's puzzling it's an album that i find myself really absorbed by and i listen to it in its entirety and then when it ends i go what did i think of that oh i don't know more so than a lot of albums (laughs) you know yeah it's not like uh the first time i listened to uh, Gang of Youths album from 2017 and I was blown away or I listened to Earth Tones and immediately <sighs> upon listening to Earth Tones Earth Tones Burst is amazing tears Earth and... Tones is amazing because it's a truly special deeply artistic album but it's so accessible 
You it's know? very, very accessible. And that was an album where, uh, after I listened to three songs, I knew it was astounding. It's this such... is not that, but oh. at the same time... Can we review Earth Tones again right now? <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time we've reviewed something twice. <laughs> <laughs> no, what, what was it that we reviewed Hotline twice? Miami. Hotline Miami. What, something that nobody else cares about. Game's so nice, you review it yeah. twice. <laughs> Oh. oh boy good times we should review one of our podcast episodes we should review the the second hotline miami compared to the first hotline miami review, review. Yeah. overall i felt like we improved our delivery quite a bit yeah but, <laughs> but we said all the same things oh i would goodness. be interested to hear we should listen to it and be like did i agree with myself or did i totally contradict myself i'm sure i agreed with myself it's still in one of my top three games of all time top three i think so you're stupid Dark Souls 1, Ocarina of Time, Hotline Miami. Hotline Miami over, like, Persona 4, Red Dead yes. 2? Yeah. Red Dead 2? I think so. Red Dead 2 now is, like, rummaging around up in there. That game was so incredible. I watched, uh, speaking of Scott the Waz, which I was talking about last episode, loving him, he did a album of the year where he just talked about albums throughout the years that he's really enjoyed, basically. And he... Hadn't even played Red Albums Dead 2. Or or games? Games, okay. games, games. He hadn't even played Red Dead 2 yet. And he was like, I've heard a lot of people say that it prioritizes, like, like that it's flashy and that there's no real, like, substance and gameplay. I'm like, dude, that's one of the most deep, like, games I've ever played. It is, yeah. And we, made, sw- I swear, we were talking about a Bonnie Bear album a second. It ago. made my life feel shallow. Yeah, well... Not everybody can have the taste that we do. We haven't even reviewed Red Dead 2. That's really weird. It's like Does the, anybody the care? one game that we both played. True. There's recently. There's a bunch of stuff we should play that would be pretty short and easy. Is it a year ago that we got that game? Or More two? than a year ago. Two years ago? No, a little bit over a year ago. Are you sure? Because yeah, we got it in November. Dead, dead. Well, we got it end of October 2018. Really? Hmm. Because we got it like the day that. or the day after it came out. I think the day of. Yeah, we're so cool, man. That's the last time I've done that. And now it's going to be The Last of Us Part 2, which was going to be February, and now it's May. Or Death Stranding. Good, good. Colin and Chris from Sacred Symbols both loved that game. Yeah? Yeah, especially Colin. I'm very curious. He said apparently it has a, he thinks it has a very overtly pro-life message. Really? Yeah, he thought that was one of the... Colin says he thinks that that's one of the main themes of the game. Wow, interesting. <laughs> so, It's very interesting. Anyway. You don't have so, a PS4 anymore. <laughs> Bonnie Bear. Um, well, I thought we were just done. Well, I mean, we didn't say, like, thanks for listening. Peace oh, out, everybody. Okay. Well, yeah, but I, I didn't think we needed to talk about Bonnie Bear anymore. I'm over it. Well, yeah, we are over it. But, you know, if anybody out there has listened to this album, yeah, they can feel free to message us on Instagram, on Facebook, or even email us Fellowship. at... At the no, you email us at uh, at the good ship brothership at gmail.com. But on Instagram we are at brothership.pod, correct? Yes. I think. Yep. Anyway, it's been a delight. Uh we shall talk about various and sundry other things upon our return. We'll be talking about prospect, which I'm very excited for. And uh maybe something else even. Yeah, that's my foot. Yeah. Okay. I'm just stomping on Jason's foot underneath My the table right cold, now. My foot's so it's kind of warming it up, so it's okay. Okay. Look, it's coming. Dude, you're moving the microphone. I just farted. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Get out of here. My lungs. <laughs>